host, JPC, talking about childhood to travel to film and TV, jokes, science, even weird news, delivered from all of us to all of you. No topic is too small, here on your weekly Paul and All. Let's go! Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Paul and All. As always, I'm your host, Paul Casey, and I'm joined today by someone who actually was on the show before, but up until recently, I almost forgot that fact, but I will let him reintroduce himself. Go ahead, sir. Hello everyone again. My name is Joe, also known as Joe the Pizza Dad. And Joe, you actually, like I said, you actually have been on the show before. I almost forgot that, and I have to apologize to you. No, 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 no apologies needed. It's uh, a lot of it's my fault. It's been a while. Uh, what we do that uh, streaming podcast, right? Yeah, you and Pat, who's a, a good friend of the show, and uh, Russo was on there, and. It, you know, like you said, it, it's been a while since you've been on here, but you and I actually talk quite a bit, which I'm really glad because, like, not that I don't like Pat and I don't like Russo, because I really do. I really like those guys. There's a lot of things that I feel, like, as much as I have, you know, like, Lost and wrestling and all that sort of stuff with Pat, there are certain things that I feel like you and I kind of connect on on a certain level as well. Oh, 100%. I, I definitely agree with that. There's a lot of things that you know, that we've had conversations and and talks about that. Some of the closest friends that I've had growing up, I don't even talk to them about it. So it's, it's a great relationship, friendship. It is. And it's very strange for anybody who doesn't know kind of how Joe and I met, because we actually have still never met in person. Um, I know Joe's friend, Pat, we, Pat and I met in Hawaii for the lost con. I've talked about that in the past. You can go find those episodes because please, you know, listen to the show. Um, but, uh, Pat streams on Twitch and, uh, Pat and Joe, our friends, Joe also streams on Twitch and I met Joe, you know, started chatting through the, the Twitch thing. And then we, you know, we just became friends and we talk a few times a week, I'd say now. Yeah, yeah. Um, if only I was allowed back, uh, you know, out your way, then uh, <laughs> maybe we'd be able to get together. Okay, I'm not sure if we want to tell that story today, but no, I do. we'll save that one. That's okay. One. Um, the, the story, so kind of the way that this episode uh, came about, um, we're going to be talking about something that isn't necessarily talked about uh, at least openly that I've ever heard a lot of people talk about it. There's one of the things I'm trying to do with the podcast this year is kind of get into more real discussions. Um, I had an episode actually with Pat uh, a few weeks ago where kind of we talked about the pressures, if you will, of being a, you know, like an online content creator and kind of how that affects your uh your personality, how that affects your personal life. I know one of the things that, you know, he and I talked about, and I mean, Joe, you probably feel this way as well. One of the things that he and I talked about was the fact that like, we're not characters. We, we are characters, but like, we're almost a character of ourself when we're like, when I'm doing this podcast or when you're streaming on Twitch and nobody really talks about that or thinks about that sort of thing. Right? No, I have to agree with that a hundred percent for sure. And so, like, just, again, in terms of, like, you know, uh, 
going through things and, and the fact that, you know, you have an audience and, and they're always expecting things from you. And sometimes they're very, sometimes they're very understanding. Sometimes, you know, not so much. It's like, Hey, I want my content, whatever. And that was a very real discussion. It was actually one of my favorite episodes over a hundred episodes in. It's one of my favorite that I've done. And there's been another subject kind of on my mind lately. And ironically, and I'll get into it probably a little bit as we continue the discussion. Ironically, I had said to a good friend of mine that I really wanted to do this conversation. And then the thing that we're going to be talking about kind of happened with that friend. So then I was like, okay, it'll be too new to talk about. And people will think it'll be about, you know, said person or whatever. And then I thought, you know what, I'm not going to put my content and my feelings and needing to kind of therapeutically get through things through this podcast. I'm not going to put all of that to the side. So I kind of put out there at one point a few weeks ago, Hey, I have a topic and you know, it's, it's kind of weird, whatever. And Joe actually messaged back and was like, how about me? And you had no idea what the topic was. Um, but we had been thinking of a way to, you know, a, a topic to kind of get you back on the show. And you seemed to really enjoy what this was going to be. Yeah, no, I, I definitely have a lot of, it kind of, when you told me what it was, it, it, it instantly hit home. You know, it was one of those things that was something that I felt, you know, not only I've, you know, had happen and I just know people, you know, and something that people don't feel, I don't think people feel comfortable enough talking about either. Right. Which I think we discussed as well. And that's, and that's the thing. What we're going to be talking about is, is kind of the the end of friendships if you will whether that's just through getting older and drifting apart or sometimes the fact that you you need to separate yourself from someone by ending the friendship or they separate themselves from you by them ending the friendship or just whatever and and like you said it's something that a lot of people go through And I'm not saying like, oh, I want like for me, some of these issues and some of these things, I I, want to, you know, kind of use a lot of this as almost like a therapy sort of thing for myself personally. If other people can get something out of it, that's great. But like I said, this year, I kind of want to have like real conversations as much as I love just like goofing off and talking with my friends for an hour there are certain times where I'm like, you know what? I also want to have these real conversations. A lot of times that I have with people kind of off mic and I want to try to get them, you know, to happen on mic. And Joe was gracious enough to come on here because like you said, it is a topic that not a lot of people talk about, but pretty much everybody goes through. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a tough one. Um, because for me, I, I've had a lot of, you know, close friends that I, I would have thought, you know, would have lasted forever. You know, you, you feel like they're, they're brothers or, or sisters even. You know, they feel almost more connected to you than blood relatives. And, uh, you know, they kind of, you kind of just drift apart. You know, I've had uh, a childhood friend of mine that... Uh, no matter what, we were always kind of right there for each other. And, uh, we grew up living actually across the street. And, uh, just recently, I would say it kind of came, you know, clear that we were, we weren't really friends anymore. Uh, we don't 
I don't hear from or, or anything. And I blame myself for the longest time, you know, for it. Um, you know, that I didn't take enough time to kind of reach out or, you know, go, uh, the extra mile to make sure that he was okay. And, uh, and now that I look at it, we're both at fault, you know? And, uh, I don't think anyone did the other person wrong. I think we both got older, you know, he just recently married, uh, his high school sweetheart. Um, I'm married with, you know, three kids and, you know, life kind of just sent us on different paths, you know? It stinks because of how close we were. I I have a not a, exactly the same situation, but I do have a similar situation. Uh, the guy who was uh, for a, a few years, he was you know my, one of my childhood best friends. He was like my brother. He lived with his grandmother. I lived with my mother. I called his nana nana. I you know referred to some of his aunts and uncles as my aunts and uncles, and he did the same with my family. He lived you know, a little down the street from me. And I'd say on pretty much any night of the week for a good few years, we basically stayed at each other's houses, you know, and we were together all the time. And, and he was the guy who, if anybody has ever listened to me say about my musical taste, I always say my dad kind of introduced me to classic rock. My mom introduced me to a little bit of country and a lot of like 80s. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily say rock, but kind of like, you know, your Billy Joel's and things like that. And uh, my friend uh, Matt was is his name. He was kind of the guy who introduced me to a lot of hip hop and then punk, you know, 2000s era punk music because we used to go to church on Sunday mornings and then we would go back to his place and listen to Eminem CDs afterwards. Very, you know, two different things <laughs> happening in one day. But, uh, and, and, you know, we were, like I said, we were like brothers. We were, you know, together all the time. And then at a certain point, he stopped living with his grandmother and he moved back in with his mom. And then we went to different schools because uh, he was a grade older than I was. So throughout the later part of elementary school into middle school, we were inseparable. He's the guy, um, if anybody's friends with me on social media, Facebook in particular, I shared a thing a few weeks ago about, you know, uh, you know, waking up and checking to see if your school was on uh, delay or, or was canceled. And my school was always one of the very last ones because it began with a W. So it was always like it had to go through all the other schools. And I remember so many times waking up at his place and we would always be checking to see because we would wake up super early going, oh, all right, you know, because then we could go back to sleep or whatever. But at a certain point, he just he kind of went his way and I went my way and we're still friends on Facebook. If I see him out somewhere, you know, I might wave to him or, or stop and say hi or something, but we're not as close. He has a fiance and, and, and he has a, a step kid now and, you know, and it's, it's never going to be the same as it was. And I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing because he and I aren't the same as we were. 
you know, but like I have I have nothing but love for him. I have you know what I mean? Like I wish him all the happiness in the world. But it's just I kind of look at the situation sometimes and I go like, I you know, what would have happened? Like you said, it's it's kind of a both people are at fault sort of thing. It's like what would have happened if we had if we had tried to to stay, you know, best friends forever, you know? Yeah, and I think that's the, the hardest part about it is you start thinking about that and thinking about it and thinking about it, and it starts to take a, a mental tear on you. You know, at the same time, you already have that emotional kind of loss, per se, and then, uh, you know, just keep thinking and thinking, like, well, what could we have done? What what could I have done, you know? Um, and I feel like a lot of people, you know, struggle with that and, you know, just looking solely in the direction of, you know, what did I do wrong rather than looking at the big picture and realizing no one did anything wrong, you know, in, in these particular situations it's you know, they both grew up, you know, unfortunately life took, you know, us in different directions, but both of us are doing, you know, well, you know, we're doing what we're, you know, kind of destined to do. And, I'm sure that if, you know, you picked up the phone and, and called him and needed something or vice versa, you both would be there right away. The same as, you know, uh, my buddy Nick, you know, I'm sure if I called him and I said, Hey Nick, I really need, you know, help with this right now. I'm sure he'd run. But aside from that, I, I, I you know, there's no, it's tough. Well, yeah. Cause it's like, if you, if I, you know, like you said, if I needed something, but it's not necessarily to the point where if I said to him, Hey man, let's go and you know, let's grab a beer or let's go see a movie or something like that. Not that he's not that he, it sounds bad to say he wouldn't make the time or I wouldn't make the time, but it would very much be kind of like a thing where, and I see this a lot of times like about, you know, adult friendships. It's just two people running into each other saying, Oh, we need to do something. And then the other person saying, yeah, totally. And then you don't see each other for six months. That's not necessarily true because like, like now granted you and I, we don't know each other quote unquote in person, but like we talk a lot, but like he and I, he lives only a few towns over from me. You know what I mean? Like in theory we could get together and it's not that we wouldn't make the time for each other. It's just, we're living different lives now, you know? Exactly. Yeah, no, completely, completely understand that. And the other part of it is like you said about the fact that, you know, it's just time and and life went in a different direction. And I I do want to say I've, read a few things and I've seen things and sometimes I watch like like I love the show Grey's Anatomy so you know they have a lot of medical stuff on there and there was one thing they were talking about on there one time the fact that uh biologically every seven years your body changes the cells and yeah all the way down to the cells and everything you have in your body right now are not the same as they were seven years ago it it happens of course over that time it's not just seven years it's like boom everything changes it all happens gradually and whatever but there's also that theory with any sort of relationship whether it be romantic or uh friendship or whatever and they say that that's because like in terms of of friendships because you know baby to seven years old you have you know just whatever you know all the moms are friends and then you have your elementary school times, and then you have those friends and into high school and, you know, cause people go to different schools or move away or whatever. And then after high school, you have college, you have your college friends and then into, 
uh, you know, your 20s, you have a different group of friends because, you know, you guys are finding relationships and potentially getting married and all that sort of stuff. And then you have your couple friends and then you become the parents who have the friends. And that's why all the kids are friends with each other. And then the cycle basically continues. So I do want to say to anybody else out there and, and you, Joe, and myself as well, just, just a message to everybody. It's not necessarily bad that after a certain amount of time, and it doesn't have to be seven years, it could be less, it could be more, but it's not necessarily a bad thing if you drift apart from someone, from a friendship or, or something like that. And and it's okay to be sad about it, but it's, it is natural in a certain way. Yeah, no, I, I can see that. A good example for me of that is sometimes you could even, you know, drift apart and kind of find your way, you know, back together and apart again sometimes it happens in you know that kind of way where you're you're there and then it's kind of you know things are happening in life and life takes kind of a turn and you kind of separate again and somehow find your way you know kind of back to being you know close maybe not as close but still you know on a, a more friendlier level you know I've had a few friendships that are you know that are like that yeah, um, my I always say she's my best friend. I've known her since freshman year of high school, ninth grade, and she's married now. She has a house, and and you know she has her 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 work and all that sort of stuff. But I know for a fact, if I ever message her or if I need anything from her or whatever she would be there. She'll message me back immediately. And it could be for something dumb. Like I messaged her something about a dating app uh, a few weeks ago. And she, we then spent a good two, three hours texting each other back and forth, you know? And I always joke, every time I see something about like that seven year thing, I always message her and I go, we beat it because we've been best friends since, you know, since freshman year of high school. And we haven't probably seen each other in maybe a year or two because I know uh, she actually she made it a point a few years back when when my dad uh, came in and I hadn't seen him in a decade and she came back or she, he came in and for years I had been saying that I you know wanted her to meet my dad and I wanted my dad to meet her. She dropped everything. She was supposed to go somewhere with her sister, and she's like, Paul needs me, so I'm going to go hang out with him for the night because, like, that's, you know what I mean? That's the kind of person that she is, and that's the kind of friendship that we have. And we do, like, you know, kind of drifting in and out, not to the same extent that you were talking about, but we'll do that where we'll, we'll go several months without talking and then we'll message and then we'll just be talking and, you know, whether that's texting or calling or anything like that. And then, you know, we'll, in a certain sense, drift apart again. But we always kind of come back because there is always that that bond of, like, we don't want to, like, lose each other. Not that I wanted to lose anybody else and not that anybody else wanted to lose me. But for with certain people, there is just that, that bond, you know? Yeah, no, I, I completely, completely agree. Um, that's kind of like Pat and I. Um, we met, I want to say, right before uh, my oldest son was born. So probably 2010, maybe. Uh, we met on a Frisbee court, on a tennis court, playing Ultimate Frisbee. Um, one of the first times that we uh, 
we hung out or played frisbee together uh he like dislocated and broke one of my fingers throwing a frisbee to me um and then we started working together and um became real close you know he left the company we kind of drifted apart a little bit a couple years i want to say like a year went by and you know we saw each other and you know just talked to each other it was just like that first time that we you know were playing frisbee again you know it was just that we were in sync you know and uh he didn't break any fingers that time or dislocate <laughs> anything which was good but you know and it, it still happens from time to time you know especially now that you know we're both older and you know we're both married and you know he's you know doing really you know doing really really well with his streaming and stuff it, it kind of gets you know to that point where you know sometimes between you know all the kids and everything and you know, we kind of lose touch and, you know, I'll, I'll text them and I'll be like, Hey, you watching, you know, this UFC fight tonight. And, you know, we'll go on, you know, the whole night into the next day talking about that fight and, you know, um, the card and talking about streaming and uh, everything. And it, it's great, you know, to have, to know that you have that, you know, still with someone, you know, even though it's not an everyday occurrence, you know? Yeah. And that's the thing is like a lot of people, and I think you and I are about the same age, but I know with having, you know, be like being married and having the kids, it's it's going to be a bit different. But I feel like a lot of people kind of our age, you know, like kind of late 20s, early 30s ish. A lot of people still think before before we started recording, we, we were saying about people not in high school acting like they're in high school. And I feel like people uh, our age feel that way with friendships where I know people who are like, they get so, I don't know if I want to use the word possessive or, or insecure or jealous or whatever, but they have people where if they don't hear from them after two or three friendships, not even like romantically or anything, if it's like, oh, well, I haven't heard from you in three days. I thought we were done being friends. And it's like, no, I have a life. Like, I, you're not you're not my number one priority. You're a priority, you know? Like, you're my friend. Like, I care about you. I care about your well-being. I want to know how you're doing, whatever. But I also, I have to go to work. I have to pay my bills. I want to see, you know, somebody else. I went to go see a movie. I went on a date. Like, I have other friends as well. Just because we don't necessarily talk every minute of every day doesn't mean that we're in a fight or that our friendship is over. And I feel like a lot of people in their 20s, I think everybody gets that way at a certain point because much like, you know, the the college, the early or late teens, early 20s, and even into your later 20s, you are kind of drifting a little bit because you don't, you don't know who you are or what you want to do. You don't know who your real friends are at that point because you're kind of in that seven year period because you're just, you know, it's, it's kind of post college age. So like, do you keep your friends from college? Do you have your friends from work and you want to balance both, but you also have this relate, you know, you have a relationship maybe, and then you have friends through them and, you know, like all of your couple friends or whatever. And it's this weird thing where you want to have everybody but you almost lose everybody by doing that because then people get jealous and, and whatever. And all of that is okay too. Yeah. It's actually funny that you bring up the, uh, the kind of like jealousy, like clingy friend, uh, thing. Cause I, uh, I actually was one of those recently with, um, it, it was tough for me. 
And uh, so, as you know, um, Johnny Marinara was uh, living with, you know, the wife and I. And uh, he just turned 21 and uh, he decided, you know, he, he got some things for his birthday, whatever. And uh, he found a place to live and he was moving out. And he told us, he gave us like a two week notice and kind of just caught me, you know, it was like a shock, you know, almost. And uh, I almost, I, I not even almost, I, I was kind of in almost like a slump or like a depressive state for a couple of days because you, it wasn't even like finding out like your best friend is not going to be your friend anymore. It's almost like a brother, you know, you're moving out of your, your home, you know, or like a, a child is, is moving out. Um, you know, we've only known each other for a short period of time, but in that time we grew close like actual brothers. And uh, once he moved out, you know, I haven't really heard from him or, or anything like that. And one of our other buddies, you know, I was talking to him and I was like, Hey, have you heard from Johnny? You know, since he, you know, got his place and everything like that. He goes, no, dude, I haven't heard from Johnny at all. So I like text him, no answer. I text him again, no answer. Probably like three, four times I've texted him. I've Snapchatted him. I'm getting no response. And uh, one of the messages actually I sent was along the lines of what you were saying, you know, where I had said, uh, oh, you, you know, you get, you know, money, a car and, you know, an apartment. And now uh, Troy and I aren't good enough for you anymore. And right as soon as I hit send, I realized, Dude, he's on his own. You know, you seem like that clingy ex-girlfriend. You know, let him kind of that. Uh, what is that movie? The other guys where he says, I'm a peacock. You know, you got to let me fly. Even though peacocks don't fly. <laughs> Johnny can't fly. Johnny's like a peacock trying to fly. And, you know, and I got to give him that opportunity, you know, to, to let him fly and, you know, explore. And, you know, I know that if our friendship is, you know, still the same friendship, you know, well, it'll be there or. It could be a case of, you know, drifting apart. He's, you know, he's got his life now and, you know, he doesn't, you know, need us anymore. But it, it was just funny that you kind of brought that up because I reflected on it myself and I was like, wow, I'm really that that guy right now, you know, doing this to, you know, my friend when he's, you know, at a time where he kind of just needs the most support, you know, ever. And just to know that, hey, if you need anything, I'm here. It's your first time on your own doing your own thing. I'm here if you need me, whenever it is. No, don't get me wrong. I've I've been that person as well, actually, twice recently. Like, I, I was just messaging with a friend today because I had a thing pop up in Facebook where I was like, hey, remember this funny conversation we had? And she uh, hasn't, she hasn't been around. She hasn't been on social media because she went through a breakup and, and they shared a lot of mutual friends, myself included. And so she was like, you know, I, and we were talking today um, and she was like, you know, I, I, she's like, it wasn't you that I, you know, stopped talking to. I, you know, kind of took a break from everything and everyone and needed to better myself. I said, I fully understand. I said, that's why every time I did message you, I tried to, make it, you know, not pressure you, but also like kind of keep my distance, but let you know that I was here and I was still, you know, like I still wanted to be, you know, friends like we've always been. And she's like, you know, thank you. Cause like there were times in the past where I would say like, Oh, I didn't hear from you for a few days. I thought you were mad at me and that's my own insecurities. But then there's another friend as well. Another female friend. I'm noticing a trend here, but there's another uh, friend <laughs> of mine 
who uh, her and I just reconnected recently and somebody asked me, oh, how's that going? Because they know that things were, were not good. And, and I'll get into that kind of in a moment. But they were like, oh, how are, how's that going? And I said, I'm going to put it to you this way. And I actually just said this to, to her a, a night or two ago. I said, we got into a bad place previously where we were kind of just messaging each other or calling each other every day. And it was not, and it wasn't like romantic, but it was just like, we kind of depended on the other person. And then things started to go downhill because it was like, almost like we were influencing each other to make bad decisions or we were making bad decisions and almost blaming the other person for it. And I said, I'm not, I said this time, I said, I'm not, under any illusions about anything. I said, I'm not chasing after anybody in terms of like, oh, message me back. Like I said, if I message you and you don't respond, that's fine. Maybe I'll message you the next day, whatever. I said, after maybe, you know, two times, three times of me messaging you and you don't respond, that's it. Like, not that I won't ever talk to you again, but like, unless there's something that I desperately need, it's like, I've tried a few times now, you, like now it's, it's in your court. You know what I mean? Like you, you can reach out to me next time because I'm, I'm not going to chase after your, your approval. And you're just like, I'm not going to be that, that kind of needy person because I have done that. And even when, you know, a few years ago, when, when a lot of my friends were graduating college or getting promotions at their jobs and things like that, and they weren't necessarily around to have, you know, the, the deep conversations like we used to, or they weren't around to hear me complain about like, Oh, I I like this girl, but she doesn't like me back. And they were just like, yeah, I know Paul, it's the story of your life. Like they weren't around to have those kinds of conversations with because they were in relationships or getting promotions or figuring out what they were going to do. I was like, like it took me a while to realize like they're doing their own thing. Like I'm the one who kind of hasn't grown up in a way. Cause like I didn't go to college. I wasn't, you know, getting a promotion at my job. Like none of those things were happening to me. So I'm like, yeah, 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 that's fine. You know, you're doing well, but like, what about me? And that's not, like you don't want to be that person either. And it took me a long time to kind of realize that I was becoming that person and, and how to try to change from being that person. Cause no one likes that person. <laughs> no, 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 no. I definitely, definitely understand that. I, and I've been down that, you know, kind of path. And I feel like a lot of people have too, um, with it, but it's, it's tough sometimes, you know, everything is, is work and, and timing. You know, I, I, I'm a firm believer that and timing is everything, you know, whether it be jobs, friendships, you know, relationships, timing is, is definitely a, a huge factor in all of it. One of the other things, of course, one of the other aspects of this that I kind of wanted to, to bring up, um, we said, you know, things are, are difficult and, and I kind of teased it just a minute ago. The concept of, you know, talking about drifting away or or things like that in terms of ending friendships, the concept of the friend breakup, which is not the same as drifting away from someone or anything like that. This is kind of the conscious thing of whether it's, you know, I'm going to just cut you off or we're not going to be, you know, I need, you know, saying because you never want to say this is the end of our friendship. 
No. And I actually, when we had first talked about doing this, I had a feeling that this was kind of one of the points that was going to end up kind of coming up. And it's one that I still kind of struggle and teeter with uh, to this day. I have a friend who to me is still a friend. Um, they definitely uh, did very wrong by me. And uh, for some reason, I continue to, to let them kind of back in. Um, it's kind of like one of those toxic relationships where you're kind of constantly breaking up and getting back together. And always making uh, excuses. Yes, this time yes, it'll be and, different. Yes. And everyone always asks me, you know, why are you still friends with him? How are you still friends with him? Um, so to kind of go back in, into what kind of happened and, and transpired to kind of make more sense of my illiterate babbling at this point. Um, so I've known this particular friend since I want to say third or fourth grade. Um, Just, I'm sorry. To, I'm sorry to interrupt you. For the record, for anybody out there, we're really trying to avoid names because we don't know if anybody's going to listen to this. We don't necessarily want anyone with hurt feelings, but we are trying to be completely honest and and open as much as we can. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm sure that anybody who knows me uh, very well will know exactly who the person is. I think I know um, who it is too. <laughs> so. We've known each other since uh, about, I would say I was in third grade. He was in second. Uh, we met in summer camp. Um, we didn't get close until probably, you know, sixth, sixth grade, fifth grade, somewhere along those lines, you know, playing baseball, you know, for the town. Um, and always been close. You know, always, you know, we're together. Uh, we even had uh, a, a fake um per se i don't want to say gang but it was referred to that um we actually made the newspaper you know for it not me per se a couple of my other friends but um i just can't picture you running in a gang (laughs) yes yes it was actually uh they we referred to it as nfo no fair ones as in there was no fair fight it was if you were fighting with one of us you were fighting with all of us (laughs) Um, and we were those, those jerks that were, you know, hanging around in the town strip by, you know, the shop, right. And the bowling alley, you know, and we would just stand there and you'd have, you know, the, what you would say, the, the nerds or the skater in the skater kids that would be, you know, playing hacky sack and, you know, just enjoying their time and laughing. And we were those jerks that would just come around and kick the hacky sack out of the air and throw it into the parking lot just to start a fight. Did you have um, slicked back hair and like a, a denim or like a, not a denim, but like a leather jacket? Cause I just picked like, that just sounds like something out of Greece or something. <laughs> nah. No, it was more along the lines of like, uh, the poly D blowout, the, like the real Guido look with like <laughs> the, the big, uh, the baggy rock aware jeans, the air force one sneakers and like the big black tall t-shirts. I know. Um, I know the guy, the kind of guys you're talking about. <laughs> yes. And that was who I grew up, you know, friends with, you know, all those kind of, all those guys. Um, so 
fast forward a bit and uh um i have my first my first child and things are rocky you know between uh by now wife and uh and i who we and, only refer uh, to as mrs pizza by the way yes miss pizza <laughs> um <laughs> her and i were were pretty rocky and uh we got into an argument about something and it was right around christmas i want to say it was either the the day before or the day after and she kicked me out i was living with her and uh, my in-laws and uh she kicked me out so i called the one person i knew i could call that no matter what would you know be there and it, it was this friend and uh he took me in and uh i was living with him and living with him actually it caused me being there caused tension between him and his um child's mom and she ended up taking his daughter and and her and they moved out and uh you know he said hey you know now you could take my daughter's room and kind of brushed it off like you know i've known you longer than i know her yeah she's the mother of my child but if she can't accept you know this you know that you're in need and that you need help you know right now and you need a place to stay then obviously she's not the person that i, that I need to be with and spending my time with you know and that there to me was like the biggest kind of like wow like an like an honor you know like you're passing up on being with your daughter all the time and creating you know hostility in you know your life that you don't need because of my own personal problems um and i kind of felt in debt to him and i think that's why i didn't notice what was you know kind of happening behind my back which was uh mrs pizza and him while she was begging for me to get back together with her um her and him were having a relationship and uh when i would go out and hang out with you know other friends or you know i'd go on a date with a girl she would be over there at our apartment and uh or they would meet up at another friend's house that they knew i wouldn't end up going to and for about a year um they both lied to me about it i found out from uh, my ex, my high school sweetheart, actually, about it, and uh, it hurt. I didn't talk to him for about a, a year and a half or so, and um, something ended up happening, and we like ran into each other or something, and I don't know why, but it was like nothing else mattered. None of the, the drama mattered or anything like that of what had happened, Um and we, it was like we were, you know, the same best friends from high school, you know, or when we were living in the apartment before I knew about, you know, anything. And uh, to this day, you know, there's times where what happened kind of flashes in my head and I kind of pull the reins back on it and I'm like, hey, you know, can you trust him? You know, can you, you know, why are you friends with him? You know, and I'll pull away. And we won't talk for, you know, a few months and then, you know, he'll call and he'll say, hey, what are you doing? You know, or I'll call him and I'll just say, hey, you know, what's up? And it's one of those things that it's like, should I really be surrounding myself with him, you know, or or not, you know? And uh, it, it's definitely a tough battle that I that I kind of play in because he's been a part of a lot of things, including the reason why I'm not allowed out by you and, you uh, mm-hmm. And some other, you know, and a lot of, you know, other, you know, silly things, you know, when uh, my sister, 
um, you know, passed. He was one of the first people. We weren't even talking at the time. And I think that's what actually brought us back together. He was one of the first people that, um, you know, called me and said, hey, I heard, you know, what happened. Are you all right? You know, do you need anything? And, you know, the fact that he still does things like that kind of reminds me why we were friends. But there's always that piece there of, you know, what he did, you know. So. Right. It's, it's tough. It's toxic, you know, almost. And that's, I mean, I, I don't say this. I'm not saying this directed at you. I just want to make sure that for anybody else, like, there are times, and this, and that's the thing, like, like I said earlier, a friend of mine, we were, whether it was kind of influencing each other to make bad decisions or it was, you know, making bad decisions and being like, not necessarily blaming the other person, but almost taking it out on the other person because like, you know, for example, this is somewhat off topic, but like when I was younger, my parents split and I acted out as a lot of kids do. I went to a child psychologist or psychiatrist. I don't know the difference still, but I went to somebody and my mother asked, like she, you know, basically said like, I'm the one who's around all the time. Cause she got, it was never, there was never anything like official, but like, you know, she got primary custody, whatever. She's like, I'm the one that's around. I'm the one that's taking care of him. Why is he always mean to me? And the, the person said, because he knows that you're the one who will always be there because in my mind that I didn't even realize it at the time, like my dad had, had left our family. He didn't, he was, you know, not that far away, whatever. He was around a lot anyway, but like he wasn't there 24 seven. My mom was, was the one that was there. And in a way I knew I could take out anything I ever needed on her because I knew that she would always be there. And so in a way, some friendships, at least that I've had, have ended up in that way as well, where if for better or worse, I can take things out on some people and some people take things out on me. And unfortunately, with one person, that's what happened. And I had to cut them off because, and again, I'm not saying this directed at you Joe but sometimes for anybody out there cutting someone off to better yourself and to not necessarily end up in that cycle of why am I letting that person in or whatever that's not necessarily the worst thing because you know as much as it may hurt it's just like when you when you break up with someone you know you're always going to pretty much you're always going to remember the good times because that's what the brain does. It tends to block out a lot of the bad times. So you're always going to remember the fun times you had or the good conversations or or anything else like that. But, you know, there are certain bad times and you always, you know, you should, a lot of times you should try to remember your own well-being. So sometimes and like i said i did it and and i've reconnected with some people and there are some people who i've never reconnected with you know when i cut them off or they cut me off and it's just a matter of you know it's unfortunate but it does happen and it's not necessarily the worst thing that you can do no i i 100% agree with you um on that i have uh one friend a co-worker actually that 
that turned into a very close friend and um we were both going through a lot of stuff um and i noticed that i was feeding off of his negative energy and um i was getting very 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 depressed um i actually you know had very negative thoughts and even contemplated swallowing an entire bottle of pills one night and it was probably one of the lowest lows i had and this is going back years ago and um i i kind of cut them off and got away you know from hanging out and talking to that you know person and i noticed you know a change in you know not only my personality and the way that I felt about myself, but also the way I felt about everything, you know, around me in general. And then, um, I had kind of come back in contact with that person and everything was fine. And then again, you know, after, you know, a few months, it kind of turned into the same thing. Everything is always, you know, negative, you know, very pessimistic. And, uh, it's just something that, you know, you kind of have to weigh the, you know, the, the pros versus the cons in a sense is, you know, the, or the risk reward, you know, per se. Is there really that much of a reward in keeping, you know, someone like that around, you know, to go against those risks of what they're causing to you? And that's... With Like I said, with this person who I, I recently kind of started talking with again, that's kind of why I – I don't want to say I put a boundary up, but I, I kind of – I have to remind myself every so often. Like I'll look at the, at, the, at the chat thing and I'll go, okay, I've messaged three times over the last four days and haven't gotten a response. Do I really need to send this message? Is this something that they – if they are ignoring me that they need or should I just wait for them to, you know, see, see if I get a message back and you know, I'm, I'm, I have to stop myself from, from doing that where it's kind of just that reward thing. Because if I, even if I go and like become obsessed again, going back to the, you know, where are you? I thought we were friends. How come I'm not hearing from you sort of thing that can even be a negative. And in a way, even though it's not necessarily their fault, you start to feel like their friendship is causing a negative impact on you and your life because you're just stressed out about the friendship and that's not necessarily something you want either no a hundred percent it's it's not good either way you know you kind of you look at it it's kind of one of those you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't exactly and then the other side of that is kind of being and i i i i I don't necessarily, this isn't something that I want to go in depth on because this is kind of still a fresh wound. And I think you and I have talked about this uh, off mic before. Um, But not so long ago, I actually had someone say to me, and that was, like I said, I kind of pitched this concept for an episode to this person. 
and then it ended up happening in real life. And the, the episode, the, this kind of friend breakup or drifting apart from friends or whatever, whatever it's, it's whatever we're calling this or whatever. But uh, I kind of pitched this episode concept, and then the person, unfortunately, ended up friend breaking up with me because of their significant other and on you know on one hand i understand because i know i've i've personally i've never been in love so i'm not going to claim to know what that feels like or or what you go through or anything like that but from what i understand of people who have been in love you want to do things to make that person happy and thus make yourself happy so on one hand if that person is in love and someone asks you to do something i understand that i understand wanting to make your romantic relationship that you think is going to last last by doing something on the other hand yes i was incredibly upset to receive the text message that i couldn't couldn't quote unquote be friends with someone i considered one of my best friends anymore and I've actually talked about this with a few different people. And it's very funny. I And I don't care if this person ever listens to this or anything like that. Because I, I made it known that I, I don't have any... I don't want to say I don't have any ill feelings because I'm, I'm hurt. You know what I mean? Like I, that it, it hurts me that, that, that I'm going through this and that this person was put in this situation. And it also hurts me in a sense. And people can call me selfish or whatever. I'm hurt that someone and again i understand it's a different level of platonic friendship versus romantic relationship and and again having never experienced love i i can't speak to how that feels but i had been i've been friends with this person for several years now most of the time that i'm at my current place of employment i would say and there's been kind of peripheral things and that's that's kind of a friendship that kind of drifted in and out and then over the last i'd say year and a half two years we got like we got very close became basically best friends and to have that person now be in a relationship that at the time was less than six months going to basically take our friendship, which had been around longer, and basically say, I'm choosing this thing over, you know, this thing that's been going on for a little while over this thing that, you know, has been happening for quite a long time. I felt a little hurt by that. Again, on one hand, I understand it, but I did feel hurt. And I don't think, I think it's a little selfish, but I think I'm allowed to feel selfish in that way. And but I made it clear, you know, uh, I don't, I, I still feel, you know, not, not in a romantic way, but I still feel love and, and friendship towards that person. And it's funny though, because everybody else that I've, that I've told that to, they're all like, Oh, I think that person's wrong. And I'm just like, I don't disagree with you. (laughs) Yeah, no. Uh, as someone who, is married and had his unfortunate share of love and heartbreak. I will tell you that I've been that person that has told someone to choose. And I've also been in the situation of being told to choose and it's wrong. 
Um, I don't think that you're wrong in any way, shape, or form. Um, I think that the friend in this situation is wrong because if the person that you're in a, in you know a loving relationship with, you know, truly loves you for you, they're not gonna change the things around you unless they're negative to an extent that it's hurting you and you don't see it. Um, and they're still not going to change it. They're not going to give you an, you know, almost an ultimatum. They'll make suggestions, you know, because they're there for your well being. but to sit there and tell someone, Hey, I can't be with you or I don't feel comfortable with you. Um, because you're friends with this person or you hang out with this person or whatever, you know, the, the reasoning is it, it's just wrong. Um, on all parts. And like I said, I've, I've done both, you know, I've been the person, you know, telling a girl I was with, Hey, I don't want you being friends with, um, this person because in all honesty, it was because I was jealous and uncomfortable with it because it was a guy. Um, I've said it about, you know, girls that, you know, um, girlfriends have been friends with, Hey, I don't want you hanging out with this girl because she's a bad influence on you. Like I said, was the girl a bad influence? No, I was just being selfish. Like I said, I don't disagree, I, and it's 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 a cop out on my part, and I'm fully admitting it. And I, I actually said it to someone the other day. I I don't necessarily want because this, this was this was a female, and that's part of the reason the 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 male, I guess, was jealous. You look at me, you get to know me for five minutes. Trust me, guys. There's nothing to be jealous of if I'm around your lady. I promise. Um, but. Apparently there was there was jealousy, and again, I don't necessarily want to to speak negatively. If you want to speak negatively, anybody out there, like that's feel free, and that's that's kind of the joke that I've been that I've been going with is the fact that I'm not. It's again, it's a cop out on my end because like part of me is like I'm not saying anything negative. I'm just not disagreeing when other people say negative things. <laughs> it's it's true though yeah it that's not necessarily the best stance to take either though um but no like i said and that's it's it was just it was so strange to me because one of my first thoughts when i got the message was this sucks this is somebody who i spend you know a lot of i've spent a lot of time with i've spent a lot of like there's just there's been conversations and and all this sort of stuff and it's it's not somebody that I would ever you know betray any of the conversations we ever had cuz that's another thing for anybody out there you know if you if you lose a friend or if you have to cut a friend off or if a friend has has you know cut you off or anything like that and you are not in my opinion you're not a good person if you go and then tell a lot of their secrets or anything like that because that's a it, to me that's a lack of integrity because you should they told you those things or you talked about those things in private in confidence and it's a very it's it's shows a lot of integrity if you're willing to keep all of those things once the friendship has concluded. So I just want to put that out there. Oh man. I just wanted to leak some, you know, information. I wanted to be like the wiki leaks of friendships. <laughs> um but no, it's just there's 
I don't know. There's just certain things where, like I said, my first thought was like, this sucks. You know, not having that, not being able to have that person in my life anymore. The second thought, maybe not the second thought. It was definitely within that first, like, say, 20 minutes. My thought was, I just pitched an episode of the podcast about friend breakups to the person who now just friend broke up with me. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, do you still want to be on the show? And we can now explain... You know, both sides of this it makes it more interesting. <laughs> nope, bad timing. Yeah, I guess so. And and then, of course, uh, as you know, you Joe, you and I kind of talked about this where it was like, well, I, I kind of don't want to talk about this because it was still fresh, whatever. But then I realized, you know what? This is something, like I said, it's going to help me. It's something that uh, as soon as I started talking with you about it, you seem to, to be – um, like you said, oh, you know, I have a lot of feelings on this and, and that's a good thing to me at least. Um, but I just felt like I didn't necessarily want to let someone else control. I don't want to say control my content cause that doesn't sound right. But like I said earlier, kind of towards the beginning of this, a lot of the stuff that I'm, that I'm trying to, to do on the show this year is, you know, growth and betterment and things like that. And I felt like not talking about this subject that I wanted to talk about and just kind of get things out there and hear someone else's perspective. Like I've heard your perspective now and, and it felt like it was impeding my own growth. And I didn't think that that was fair either personally. No, I I definitely agree with that. Sometimes you have to put aside your feelings for others to make sure that you're doing what's you know best for you and that's something i feel like i struggle with because of how big of a heart i have you know i kind of tend to put all right well i don't want to talk about this or i don't want to do this because how is it going to affect this person or how is it going to affect my friendship or you know whatever the case may be but you kind of have to put yourself first sometimes. It it sounds selfish, but in reality, at the end of the day, like we've talked about all episode, uh, friends kind of come and go sometimes. And you can't really depend on anyone 100% all the time. Um, the only person you truly have is, is yourself, and you got to make sure you're doing what's best for you um, before you worry about everyone else. Absolutely. And I honestly, I don't feel like there's any better way to kind of wrap it up than with that statement. Like, uh, being selfish is okay. Having friends is okay. Just kind of finding the right balance. Yeah. Um, true. unless you have anything, cause I feel like, I, I feel like we, I we set out to do what, uh, what I thought was we were going to accomplish with this episode. I don't know if, anyone learned it i learned a bit about you that i didn't know um yes i was pretty gangster (laughs) (laughs) um but i don't know if if this helped anyone i just like i said part of it was just because i i i felt like it was something that i wanted to to kind of get out there i wanted to talk about and and like we said you know this isn't necessarily something that a lot of people talk about Hopefully somebody got something out of this episode. Like I said, I learned a little about you. I do feel a little bit better getting 
some of this out there and being able to talk about it, even if it's just like it would have it's definitely better when someone else is on versus me just sitting with the microphone and being like, okay, I'm going to ramble for 45 minutes and just (laughs) spout off things here and there and have absolutely no one to kind of bounce things off of. So thank you very much, Joe, for (laughs) for being on here. And thank you for being so uh, open and, and honest about friendship and relationships and just growth and change and all that stuff thank you no 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 thank you for having me it was it was as usual wonderful and uh it was it was definitely a a really good uh good talk good topic i really liked it and if anyone wants to be your friend joe or if they want to find out anything more about you where can they find you on all corners of the internet all corners Mm. Well, the primary one, if you want to stay up to date with all of my wackiness, is definitely on uh, Twitter. I believe I'm still uh, at Joe the Pizza Dad, unless for some reason I changed it. Um, I'm also on Twitch at at Joe the Pizza Dad as well. Um, and I think that's pretty much it. I don't really post much anywhere else. Uh, of course, if, if you're trying to find Joe and if he happens to have changed his name, uh, he, I believe, is being followed by the Clock Shelves Twitter account, which is uh, at Clock Shelves, C-L-O-C-K-S-H-E-L-V-E-S. Uh, we are also on Instagram and Facebook at the same thing, C-L-O-C-K-S-H-E-L-V-E-S. I am actually not as often as I'd like to be, but I'm actually in uh, Joe's chat when he finally decides to stream on Twitch. Uh, I try to be in the chat as often as possible and kind of keep up conversation with him. If anybody else drops in, let us know that you heard the episode. Uh, Keep up with the chat and, and, you know, we'll just love talking with you. And it could be about friendship. It could be about, you know, being in a gang maybe with, you know, Uh, it could be about anything. Those are the places you could find us. Joe, again, thank you so much. And, you know, you would think after two years and a few months, I would have a way to end this show, but I still don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> It'll come. It will come. I know it. You're a great creator. You will figure it out. You'll have the perfect line. It'll be like Ron Burgundy, you know? You'll have something. How Just don't read everything off a teleprompter because that could mess you up. How about um, stay classy, internet? <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs>